Easter Sunday is the biggest Sunday in church. Are you ready? And is your children's ministry ready? That's what we're going to be talking about today on the Simple Kid Men Podcast, episode 19. Hey friends, welcome back to the Simple Kid Men Podcast, the podcast where we take the complicated world of children's ministry and we boil it down to the things that matter most. I'm your host, Jason, and today is all about Easter Sunday. At the time I'm recording this, we are 36 days away, so I wanted to get this out while it was still relevant. I know in our last full episode, I set up this multi-part series on storyteller training, and we're going to get back to that really soon, but I just wanted to get this quick podcast out to you guys just to get you thinking about Easter because it is such a huge weekend. Now for you, maybe you have more programming, maybe you have less programming, maybe you have more services, or maybe it's a lighter Sunday, but it's still a big deal. I mean, it is the resurrection celebration of the church. So even if your children's ministry is not overrun with guests, still you want to make sure that you have stopped to prepare your heart as a believer. But for a lot of us, there are a lot of moving parts and pieces to Easter Sunday. And so I just wanted to give you eight things today that you can do to make sure that you're ready for Easter. Hey, before we get started, since we are talking about Easter today, I did want to let you know about a cool free resource that you could recommend to the families in your church. It's called Best Surprise Ever, and it's a seven-part family devotional. It's a downloadable ebook that is available over on my family devotion website, familyjetpack.com. And it's just a free bonus for people who sign up for the newsletter over there. So go on over to Family Jetpack, check it out yourself, see what you think. If you think your families would find this helpful, then it would be cool if you could recommend them to check it out. Okay, here we go. Eight things to be thinking about to make sure that you're ready for Easter Sunday. Number one, pray. Yeah, I know we all know that's the answer to everything. And yet, come on, let's be honest. We don't always do it or we don't always do it to the level that we really know that God would want us to. He is our loving father and he loves to talk to us and wants us to depend on him. So whatever challenges you're facing this Easter, take it to God and talk about it. Are you not sure where you're gonna get enough volunteers to cover your services? Well, go talk to God about it. Are you feeling kind of bitter and burned out because you've just been really busy and now you have to do yet one more big weekend? Talk to God about your heart. Whatever challenges that you have, talk to him about it. But not just that, ask him to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. Ask him to do some heavy spiritual lifting for us as we go into Easter Sunday because it's a great opportunity. So many people, it's the only time or one of the few times they come to church on a Sunday and we want to create the atmosphere that is most conducive for God to work. We wanna see spiritual transformation. So we wanna make sure that we've invited God to go ahead of us to prepare the way spiritually. Okay, number two, look at the story through fresh eyes. Now, here's the great thing about Easter and the hard thing about Easter. The great thing about Easter is we get to celebrate it every year. There's a special day set aside in the calendar of the church for us to remember the power of the resurrection and the amazing thing that happened when Jesus walked out of that tomb on Easter morning. That's awesome that we do that every year. We should really celebrate that every day. But also, because we do it every year, sometimes, let's be honest, for those of us who've been following Jesus for a while, well, we can just kind of go through the motions. I mean, we've heard the story a million times. We've taught the story a million times. 
And sometimes we can forget this really happened. These are real people who experienced the loss of their friend and their teacher and their leader. And then they saw him alive again on Easter morning. Jesus is alive. And when we lose the wonder of that, when we forget just the enormous implications of following a resurrected Savior, well, we're missing out. And it makes it really hard to teach the story in a fresh way. Here's something that we need to remember every Christmas and Easter. Even though we've heard the story a billion times, the kids in our ministry maybe haven't. We may be telling the story to them for the very first time, or maybe for the first time in a way they could truly understand it. It's awesome when we think about that we have the privilege to bring the resurrection story to life in the heart and mind and imagination of a child in a way that could stick with them for the rest of their life. So we want to capture their imagination with awe and wonder. We want to tell the story in a way that it deserves to be told. So bring our best. That means prepare for your lesson. Think about fresh ways to tell it, but think about most importantly, clear ways to tell it. And probably most importantly of all, experience it fresh for yourself. Take time and reread the story and ask God to give you fresh eyes. Take time and read passages in the New Testament that talk about the implications in the believer's life of the resurrection. And think about what does this mean for my life today that Jesus walked out of that tomb? Okay, number three thing that you can do to prepare for Easter Sunday is do a spring cleaning. I know this doesn't sound incredibly spiritual, but seriously, you're expecting company. What do you do at your house when you're expecting company? Well, if you're like me, you do this mad dash to clean things up and make sure that it doesn't look too embarrassing. I would recommend you do the same thing in your children's ministry. Walk through this week with fresh eyes. Pretend like you've never been there before. If you're a first-time guest, what does the appearance of the children's ministry rooms tell you about what the ministry and the church values? Does it look safe? Does it look fun? Does it look inviting? Does it look like something that would spark a kid's imagination and be a place a kid would want to go? Now, here's the deal. We don't all have bazillion dollars to make our environments look like Disney, and that is totally fine, but we all can go in and clean up the clutter in our rooms. We can all go in and straighten things up, and if there's something that looks tired or dated and just needs freshening up, then go do what you can. Can't do everything, but maybe you can clean up some stuff off a bulletin board or put up some new decorations or slap some fresh paint on the walls, get some color in the room. But really, decluttering the place, just cleaning things up, making sure there's not a lot of random things sitting around your children's ministry space, that in itself will do wonders, and that doesn't cost you a dime. If there's other things you can do to go bigger than that, then go for it. All right, number four, use this as an opportunity to invite new folks to join your team. This is a great excuse to encourage your current leaders to invite friends and family to serve with them. And it's a great excuse to cast vision to your entire church to say, hey, look, Easter Sunday is a big day. We're going to have a lot of guests. So come and help us to roll out the red carpet for them on Easter. Now, of course, you don't want to let down your guard with any of your safety and security stuff. And we are only 36 days out at the time I'm recording this. So make sure you have time to process background checks, applications, all the regular stuff that you would do to vet a volunteer before they come in because number one, we have to guard kids before we do anything else. That's what gives us the opportunity to get to the really fun stuff. So keep things secure, but if you have time to get people processed, maybe it's even old volunteers who are already vetted or who are volunteering somewhere else, this is a great chance to give them a taste of children's ministry 
and then afterwards to say, hey, you were awesome in there. The kids loved you. Why don't you come back, have fun with us some more? All right, number five, evaluate your signage. Again, this is going back to the idea that you're probably going to be having some company on Easter Sunday. Depending on your size and shape of church, that may be one guest, that may be 100 guests. doesn't matter. Make sure that it's obvious and easy to get to children's ministry. Make sure it's obvious and easy to see how you check your child in. And so just walk through your building and make sure that it, it makes sense in how you get to children's ministry. If you don't have time or money to get signs or printed up before Easter, well, then just put a person there. Like if your children's ministry is kind of back in the corner, put a person close to the main entrance who can direct new families back to your children's ministry area. It's as simple as that. All right, number six, consider doing something special for first-time guests, big or small. Do something fun. It can just be something as simple as an Easter sticker for kids, or you can do a whole first-time guest bag with all kinds of fun goodies inside for kids, for parents, information about your ministry, but you want to just give them some fun treats in there too, like a water bottle or slap bracelet or just all kinds of fun things. Again, you want to make sure you keep it safe. So if you put any kind of candy or food or anything in a goodie bag, make sure that it's allergen free so that you are making a good first impression with these bags and not sending somebody running for their EpiPen or something. So, all right, number seven, I would say a great thing to do to prepare for Easter is plan a surprise. I mean, do something to just shake it up for the kids on Easter. Maybe they come in, if you're at a small enough church, you could give all of them an Easter basket. Or maybe you completely change the way that your teaching rooms are set up. There was one Easter where we actually did the entire lesson kind of in the round. We set up stations all around the room instead of just at the front. And the stations were the garden and Pilate's palace and the cross and the empty tomb. And we went all around the kids as we were teaching the Easter story. That was a fun surprise. It was just setting the room up in a way that was different. And when they walked in on Sunday, they were like, whoa, something is up. What is up with this today? And they were excited and it was fun. So maybe it's a special thing that you give all the kids. Maybe it's a special thing that you do with your room, a special thing that you do in the service. If you have access to confetti cannons, those are always awesome, especially on a celebration weekend like this where we're celebrating the resurrection. Or you could have volunteers dressed as costume characters. I don't know. Anything that would just be fun and exciting and different for the kids. Just think outside the box. This is a big Sunday. This is kind of our Super Bowl, and it is a huge party. So pull out all the stops. And even if you can't do something big, the great thing is if you have a smaller number of kids, you can do something personal. So don't feel like it has to be a lot of pizzazz and bells and whistles. Just do something that would be out of the ordinary and remind kids that Easter... It's a special day. Okay, and the last thing, number eight, this is the last thing that you can do on my list to prepare for Easter Sunday is catch your breath. Take a break. Don't wear yourself out so much going into Easter that you can't personally enjoy Easter. And don't work so hard that you miss the wonder of watching kids experience children's ministry on Easter Sunday. It's just the best. I love seeing the kids get the Easter story because it's the most important story of all time. So if you have some time you could get away for spring break or even just catch maybe a sunny afternoon outside to go pray and read your Bible and chill out for a little bit, do that. Do everybody a favor by taking care of yourself because we're all going to like to hang out with you a lot more if you're rested and relaxed and prayed up 
and really in a good place spiritually and emotionally for Easter. The worst thing is when we go into these holiday services and we're bitter and burned out and we're just mad at the world. That is not what Jesus had in mind for the resurrection life when he walked out of the tomb. I can guarantee you that. So it's up to you though to set good boundaries, take good care of yourself this Easter season. Also take good care of your family. Now my family over the last several years has made it a tradition to celebrate an Easter dinner on Saturday because I'm typically you know, involved in services all on Easter morning and it's pretty much hit the ground running and that's great, I love it. But we would have a special day on Saturday and typically it's nice and warm and we get outside and just play games in the yard, play some badminton or kick a soccer ball around or whatever. We'd have a nice Easter meal like most normal people would do after church. We would do that on Saturday evening early because we don't have time to cook an Easter meal on Sunday. We're all hands on deck in the Byerly household serving God's kids. And we love doing that. So have that moment with your family. Now this year, we do have a Saturday night service at my church. So we'll adjust that. Maybe we'll do something on Good Friday or maybe we'll do Saturday lunch. But we will take some intentional time sometime on Friday or Saturday to celebrate as a family when we don't have any other responsibilities on our plate. The only thing we'll have on our plate that day will be ham and other goodies and some kind of wonderful dessert as we celebrate the resurrection. If Sunday lunch works for you, great, more power to you. I just know that's really complicated in my household. So maybe switch it up, try something new. All right, gang, that's it. That's all I've got to tell you today. It is Easter season, so let's make sure our hearts are prepared, our children's ministries are prepared, our leaders are prepared, and that we just have a blast celebrating the resurrection. Now that leads us to our simple takeaway for the day, prepare for the party. And why do we party? Well, 1 Peter 1.3 in the NIV reminds us of the reason. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Guys, we'll be back soon with that next part of the storyteller training. In the meantime, have an amazing week, have an amazing Easter season, and let's get ready to party on Easter Sunday. See you back here next time on Simple Kidman. Well,